Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. You're listening to KJ and Don Darrow on Boston Sports Original, WEEI. Yeah, I think Mac's done a great job. Uh, he's he's worked extremely hard. Uh, he's got a tremendous work ethic, and uh, in all areas, um, you know, I think there's a dramatic improvement. Um, his, you know, his physical uh, work and conditioning, um, working on his mechanics, working on his footwork, working on his understanding of our offense, of opponent defenses, of situations, um, all those things. Um, we've talked about all those things in varying degrees, some more emphasis than others, and the emphasis on maybe some other things will come later on. Can't do it all at once, but, yeah, he's worked hard. He's made tremendous strides, and, and um, you know, he did a great job last year, but he's starting from a much, much higher point this year than, than where he started last year. So, um, you know, his, his off-season work has been significant, and... I think everyone recognizes, um, you know, how how well he prepares um, and how much further along he was than, than he was a year ago. The second hour of KJ and Don Darrow on WEEI, where you can listen for free on the Odyssey app. Just type in WEEI. It brings you right here. Uh, that's Bill Belichick talking about the growth of Mac Jones. And, Mark, tell me if Bill didn't sound very clear-throated very, very clear and concise. Different than Bill praising, because can you think of, when I'm hearing him say that, I'm thinking, wow, did he ever praise Tom that way? I don't want to get too deep into that narrative. But it almost seems like they are all pushing their chips on Mac Jones right now. You know, that's an interesting question. Um, I think it's a different Bill Belichick now, so I don't know if it's quite fair to say, well, he never talked like that about Tom Brady. First of all, we'll be talking about Tom Brady going back 21 years, 20 years um, so that's sort of a, a that was a different bill as well. But this is a different bill now. He's been throwing bouquets of flowers all over the place all camp long. Every guy he's talked about. So I think that's something he probably he probably talked about Tom Brady that way plenty of times. We just got caught Never up in other it. things. <laughs> no, I think he did. I think we just got caught up in other things. And remember, this is a different situation because Mac Jones. You know, you have to manage Mac Jones differently than you have to manage Tom Brady. The Tom, the way you're saying when you talk about, did he ever talk about Tom Brady that way? You're probably talking about the Tom Brady that was a superstar. That guy needs to be managed differently than this up-and-coming quarterback who's still trying to find confidence and trying to find his way in the league. Mm, let's go like Tom Brady right before the injury at Kansas City. Well, again, that's his, is his superstar. At that point. So but still early, right? Still very early, pretty early in the early, game. Yeah, but he's a superstar. 
So you have to manage a superstar differently. You don't talk about a superstar that way because you're worried that the superstar's head will get even bigger and that he'll start acting in ways that you don't want him to act. Mac Jones, I think, he needs confidence. He needs some of that uh, pumping of the tires to help him, I don't know, become a better leader, become a better player, operate with more conviction. So I don't think it's really that fair to talk about whether or not Bill Belichick talked about Tom Brady that way. So, team gets to camp this week. They, they look good without pads on. I, I'm going to withhold anything until I start seeing preseason games. And even with preseason games, I do have to take those with a grain of salt because every yeah, half of a preseason game or sometimes three-quarters of a preseason game is about people trying to make the team, not about the players you will see in the real games. You're not going to see everything. You're not going to show your entire hand. So, I, I think the hope that fans have for this team they can really put a lot of it into this preseason, right? Listen, like, Parker looks good in, in you know in shorts and and can jump high. That's really great. I, I just say let, let 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 people have that. Yeah, that's a nice way of putting it. Because in reality, <laughs> you know, what are we doing? Really, yeah. what are we doing? And I understand, like they're playing, they're practicing, and they don't have any pads on. And the beat reporters, God bless them, are out there and they're watching everything. And then I'm getting, you know, I'm watching guys break down practice. Now, that's their job. I'm not criticizing them for doing that. But it's like you sit back and think to yourself, what are we actually talking about? This is football, and you're talking about how the guy performed and how he got off coverage in in shirts and shorts, you know, with no pads on. You you know what this is? This is celebrating someone putting their name down on the SAT and getting 400 points for it. I mean, it's just like, (laughs) what are we really gleaning from – Pra- football practice in shorts and no not pads. a game, nothing. not a game. Like we're not but practice. There's, <laughs> there's nothing really that we can take away from football practice in shorts. That just it doesn't make sense. So I'm not gonna. It's nice to hear that this guy had a good play and this guy made a nice catch. I it's get just, it though. I it's get literally it. like no, I get it too. Yeah. I do get it, but it's literally like saying, you know, really analyzing batting practice. And saying, well, this guy really hit line drives all over the field during batting practice. Well, that's, not, even actual, now, that's e- not the but, actual game. But even that would give you more insight in terms of like how they're making contact with the ball and that you can see a direct yeah, but correlation. It's, it's not, but I guess. Yeah, you can, yeah, there's a little bit of a correlation that you get. <laughs> but it's like, okay, in the actual game, you know, in the actual game, there's hitting and there's yeah. pressure and the clock's running and there's third and long and all these things that are going on that you there's don't an have opponent, in practice. Right? An opponent that wants to... <laughs> You know, take your head off. Right. In, in baseball, you know, there's there's the pitcher's throwing a lot harder. There's movement. There's a situation you need to be aware of. There's clutch moments, two outs, guy on. There's, there's so a pitch many count, things. right? This, I mean, it really. I hear Frenchy means, Cordero is amazing to watch. He's in amazing. Willie oh, Mopena was amazing comes, in practice. The way the, the the crack of the bat, you thought Babe Ruth was up. So there. It, look, it's nice. <laughs> I, I, I'm high on Devontae Parker. I think he's going to have a really good year. It's nice we've heard some positive things about him early on in camp, but let's be honest. It means absolutely nothing, nothing early this for- early. It's the forced narrative to know that the train, that the, that the light at the end of the tunnel is, is really probably a train. Like you, the way the sports landscape is right now, and let's say the Patriots win their first two games, you will have a fever and, a, and just this bubbling excitement because if football being it week to week, it's going to feed that need, right? Where, say, with the Red Sox, them winning three games in three weeks, that is just killing your vibe. But if you have a team that can win two games in two weeks, you feel like for for almost a month you had really good feelings, and, and you have to start that feeling good stuff now. Now, maybe the first hint of what you really see, of what you'll really get, 
is the uh, intro intra team squ- uh, uh, scrimmages, right? Where the joint practices, yeah, the yeah. joint practices. You might see something there, but in that, I'd want to see what type of attitude, what type of spunk. That's really all I really want to see. Those does someone get into the face of someone else if someone does something a little bit? Because I think that's what Mac Jones represents for a lot of defenses. Is here's the opportunity to really take the Patriots and their whole vibe and their whole nation and their dominance to another peg is make their quarterback look absolutely bad and out of control. Can I, right? uh, yeah. sorry, can I just come with it? Because you brought up the first four games, the first two games or whatever. Can I just make a pretty bold prediction right now? I'll tell you what, hold it hold it to the next break because we can have a conversation with it. We're really kind of close to going to trend. You want to hold until after trend? Yeah, that's fine. Or do you want us to get it? Okay, because I don't want to get a text from Adam. what I'm going to talk about for the next four minutes. <laughs> no, it's not for four minutes. We're going to be done in like two or three. Okay. And then we'll go to Nick with trending. But just tell me tell me your thought of this. Do you think that other teams in the league see the Patriots as any threat at all this season? I think they will be taken seriously. You know, I think that teams will come into Foxborough and be on their best behavior, so to speak, when they play the Patriots, at least initially. I don't think that they're going to think they're just some pushover. So, yes. Okay. okay. I, I, I'm with you on that. I think they respect Belichick. Yes. But nothing else. I, I, I think they respect I think they respect the potential that Mac Jones has, and they're going to want – now, maybe it'll be – maybe they get on the field and they figure out real early and quickly that Mac is uh, somebody they can get to and that there's not that much there. But I think at least initially they're going to respect him and, and expect really quality play from Mac Jones. All right, so 617-779-7937. The text line is 37937. KJ and Don Darrow, get in on this Patriots talk. We're going to talk about what these those four, first four games are going to be so crucial to what I think the team is going to look like for the entire season because of who their opponents are. But right now, it's trend with Nick. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com/odyssey. 
podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. KJ and Don Darrow on WEEI. WEEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. KJ and Don Darrow, WEEI. Thank you so much for starting your Sunday with us. Remember, you can listen on your Alexa device. Say, hey, Alexa, play WEEI 93.7. Brings you right here to KJ and Don Darrow. We'll talk in Patriots, 617-779-7937. Uh, Mark, before we get into the first four games, I noticed something pretty interesting. Well, the general thought is that preseason doesn't matter. And I say, yeah, it doesn't matter for teams that are going to be in contention, right? For the Chiefs. Preseason isn't really going to matter. But if you're the Giants or the Jets, maybe a little bit Miami, it's going to matter a little bit because either you got continuity issues or you need to find out who your roster is going to be. And so the Patriots have, I, I put them in that continuity issue category, right? Where they're not a playoff team. There's nothing set in stone for them regular season, but you're playing the Giants. And okay, we can, that's a throwaway game. It's the first game. But the Panthers game is going to be interesting because you got Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield competing for the spot. So you're going to see two NFL playing quarterbacks at least for half, maybe two, uh, three quarters of the game. And then the Raiders game, I don't think the Raiders play anybody because you already know what Josh McDaniels does, and you, and you play the Raiders again in the regular season. So really the Carolina game may be the game to show what is the real level of competition for the Patriots as they get into the regular season. Yeah, I mean, I the, there's no game plans in the preseason. Um, so you're going to see which guys show out a little bit, which guys pop. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, the preseason, it's important for the Patriots, especially when you have a quarterback that's trying right. to develop. All those right. things, you get to compete against a team with a different helmet, different jersey. Right, because uh, last year, Mac Jones was the, the second guy in, right? Now he's going to be the first guy out in terms of the quarterbacks, right? So, yeah. again, this is why it's it's going to be pretty interesting to watch. So, where like, again, like I said, a lot of teams, you would say, you know, playoff teams that you know are going to be there. Preseason doesn't really matter. You just really want to get reps in for guys. Yeah, and just don't get hurt. That, and don't get hurt. To be. Here, there has to be an effort because you have to decide who is and who's not. Correct. I agree. Um, in terms of after the preseason, those first yeah. four games, and you sort of alluded to it, and I couldn't agree more. I believe that the first four games of the season will be exactly what the Patriots are going to be for the entire season. And what I mean yep. is, depending on how they do in those first four games, that will illustrate to us early on what the year's going to what the year's going to be like. If they go in the first four games 1 and 3, they are going to be below 500 I think for the year. If they go 3 and 1, I think they're going to surprise us this year and they're going to be a team that makes the playoffs goes 11 and six or something like that, ten and seven. Yeah. If they go two and two, they're gonna be what I think they're going to be. 
eight and nine, nine, nine yep. and eight, something like that. I think the first four games are going to tell us everything that we want to know, not just about this team, but about Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones is going to show us by that game in Green Bay on October 2nd or whatever it is, yeah. what type of player he's going to be, what type of player the Patriots think he is, how they're going to tailor the offense. Are they going to feature Mac? Are they going to try to hide Mac? Is it a run-the-ball kind of type of team? I think the first four games are going to be the entire season, and then they'll just play out the rest of the games. The first four games are huge, they're meaningful, and they're going to tell us everything we want to know about the quarterback and the team, and I love it. I love that they're getting thrown right into the fire because Miami is going to be a really tough game. You've got Pittsburgh that, all right, I don't know what they're doing at quarterback Mitch Trubisky, but you've got a good defense. It's on the road, second straight road game, and you've got Brian Flores you're going up against. Not going to be easy. Then you get the Ravens, and Lamar Jackson's never easy, obviously. Right. And then, obviously, it's Green Bay at Green Bay. So I think I think the telltale game in those four games will be at Pittsburgh. And the reason why is because you have a similar situation of you don't know what Pittsburgh's going to be. They have some pieces. They've got a good defense. You don't know what the Patriots are going to be. They have a few pieces. They've got a good defense. right? So, literally, they match up because with Miami, you say, okay, Miami's got the better offense. Uh the Ravens, just with Lamar Jackson, have a better offense. Green Bay has the better offense, right? So Pittsburgh is the one game that points out to me that says, this is probably an e-, And I wouldn't be surprised when Vegas puts the odds out that that's an even money game, barring anything crazy happening in that Miami game where you say, hey, whoever wins this game will will have a little bit of a leg up to do better than expected. And whoever loses this game will fall into the expectations of what People have them, like you said, probably an eight and nine team. Yeah. So literally, game two uh, of the uh, uh, the second game of the season, probably the biggest game for two big franchises is Pittsburgh and New England because this is the turning point for both of those franchises. Wow. So, like you said, you don't know what you get with Mitch Trubisky. Could this be like the end of the Trubisky, you know, era? It could be a two game thing. You throw in the rookie. Or this could be one of those situations where New England are like, hey, look, okay, things really have to be evaluated of how do you get Mac to be in a more successful situation because you could see where this potentially could be going. Okay, so I'll take it a step further. The Pittsburgh game will be the biggest game of the season for Mac Jones because that game you'll be coming off a big win or a big loss in the first week. You're going to be playing your second straight road game against a defense that's really good and a coach that's really good, head coach and assistant defensive coach or defensive coordinator, whatever Brian Flores is. You're going to be going against a lot of good coaching and a really good defense coming off of a good win or a bad loss. And that will be the biggest test, I think, the most important test, I think, that Mac Jones is going to face all year because that's going to set the tone for the season and it's going to tell us a lot about what he is, where he is in his development, what the Patriots think about him on the road in that situation. It's a huge game, maybe not for the entire team, just right. because who are they playing at quarterback and all those things, they won and lost. It's but for Jones specifically, that test is going to be huge. Yeah, we call it the Mac, the Mac Jones game because that's going to define a lot of that. That will tell us where the the watermark is. Yes, in terms of where his advancement is, even though it's early in the season. And once you get to the second, you know, games five through eight, those are misleading. I think so. If the pack, if the Patriots start off say three and one, and then start beating the Lions and he beat the Browns and the Bears and the Jets, where you say okay. Now you have a team that might be everything in one, but then you might start. Then comes the tougher, tougher part of the division, right? The tougher part of the schedule. But well, if they're but two, you, and, yeah. After after that 
that first four game stretch, it eases up. So right. I think they're gonna. But we can't. I don't know what we're gonna find out during that stretch. Right. I don't. You know, those we'll four games, you won't be able to gauge how good or how bad the team is unless they lose two of those games. Let's say they lose at the Browns, and let's just by say by chance that the Bears pull off some type of upset at night. That's a night. That's a Monday night game. Wow. So yeah, you know, it, it'd be interesting because those four games after the first four games are going to give them either a push out of the hole or a push to make them seem much better, right? And will be the talk of the league, and that's going to be fascinating, but it may also set up for a repeat from last year, uh, except for, I think, as the schedule, you know, you haven't seen the Bills yet. You, you know, you still have the, you're at the Vikings, you got the Cardinals, you got the Raiders, you got the Colts, so you've got a lot, yeah, that stretch is brutal, that, you know, the Colts and then into the bye week. I mean, you got the Jets, really, as your only team that you'd say on paper, you've got it. After the bye week, think in week ten. Yeah, you think. think. Hey, let me. I think it's going to look honestly a lot like last year. I think they're going to yeah. struggle initially. Then they're going to pick up some momentum, get some wins in the middle of the schedule. We're all going to believe. But you know what? I didn't see. La- I didn't see the last, the beginning of last year as a struggle because it's like, hey, you have a rookie quarterback, sure, and you don't expect him to come out like Dan Marino's rookie year. No, that's fair. You know, so like even with the Saints game last year, I thought some of the play calling was more disadvantageous to Mac Jones than Mac Jones's ability. Right? Let me ask. I you always a use that. Regarding Mac Jones, how do we know, based on what we saw last year and what we've heard this summer, how do we know that Mac Jones isn't going to be a superstar? How do we know that? Because that seems to be the narrative. He's going to be good. We like him. He's good. But he's not Matt Mahomes. He's not this guy. There's a ceiling. How do we know that he's not going to be a superstar? Because I don't think I know. Well, because if the Patriot way still applies, that would follow under manage expectations, right? And okay. just, just managing expectations that, like, okay, he was a rookie quarterback that exceeded expectations, and the team was able to manage a favorable schedule last year. They don't have that same type of schedule this year, and so you still need to manage those expectations. So players will tell you look, last year was last year, and this is a whole nother year. There's all new players. There's new systems. There are new faces. Different things happen. And I think you still have to take that same approach until – Mac probably exceeds an expectation. Like this year could be that year again, based off of these first four games. Let's say he goes into Green Bay and wins that game, and it's a competitive game. Then you now have a definitive Mac Jones game on the resume. If you're going to start creating a Mac Jones tape of what you think he could be, say a superstar, you would put that at Green Bay on the road. Uh, with limited weapons and stuff like that. You know, if you're talking in years past, like, remember when Mac went on the road to Green Bay and all he had was like John New Smith and no receivers and stuff like that? Then, yes, that's where you could see that the genesis of a superstar can be born this year in a game like that. Okay, Texter, this is a really lame take. This is going back to what we were just talking about. Really lame take. You're really reaching. Everyone knows the first six weeks of the season are like a boxer. Uh, whatever, jabbing or prodding as far as the Belichick is concerned. The team doesn't know what it is until November. Okay, Texter, get out of 2003. Get out of 2014. <laughs> That's not what it is anymore. No. Yeah, Bill Belichick, you're going to tell me next that Bill Belichick's awesome off of the bye? Or that the, I mean, what happened last year? The Patriots at the end of the season, we figure out they always play their best football after Thanksgiving. That's when the season really starts. <laughs> nope. Maybe the Texter just has a bad no, phone no, no. plan. Maybe this, that's what that is. Doesn't, no, that doesn't work. <laughs> like That might have been the case once upon yeah. a time. That was fine. Now... You better play your really, really good football the first four weeks. You, or you know you're where that, screwed. You know where you, you know understand where that, me? You're you know, screwed. You know where that works if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
right? Hey, we're really young. We hope to win maybe six games this year, so you can't really judge us in the first six weeks. If I tell you that, look, there's only one losing team they play after the bye in week 10. So you're going to tell me, oh, yeah, after the bye, it's just going to, you're just going to run through the middle. You'll be Buffalo twice. Oh, the Arizona at Arizona, that's not going to be an issue at all. Like, yeah, no, you win games that are in front of you and you start, you start well because if things don't end well, at least you had a strong start. If you start slow, it's always harder to catch up. Maybe maybe this person did very well in school and had A's all the time. But trust me, if you start the school year off with D's and F's, it's very hard yeah. to get a B. Well, we'll see what Mac Jones does. I mean, I'm leaving the door open. I'm actually really high on Mac Jones. I'll get to that in a second. But I'm telling you, it is more probable than not that if you start the season one and three or look like garbage coming out the gate, that you are going to maybe you'll have some success in the middle of the year when you play some teams that aren't as good. When you get down to the end of the year, you are going to get your asses kicked. That's what's going to, there's more probable than not that that happens than, oh, they figured it out. And then when we start playing the end of the year and we're playing, I mean, who's in the schedule? Who's on the schedule at the end of the year? It's, it's yeah, Buffalo. So after, the bye, after the bye week, it's the end, Jets, last Minnesota. four games, five games. Well, Okay, last five games, Arizona, Vegas, Cincinnati, Miami, Buffalo. Yeah. When you have that stretch to deal with, I don't. Th- I think the cream's going to rise unless you play well early. So yeah. I'm not going to believe. I-, I don't think that's the case anymore. In terms of Mac Jones, okay, because, look, I'm high on him. I, I believe in him. I'm just saying everybody seems to have written him off in terms of he's going to be a good quarterback but not a great quarterback. I'm not concerned. I, uh, check that. I'm not convinced that this guy is not going to be a superstar. I'm not predicting that, but don't tell me that there's no chance that he could be one of the top three to five quarterbacks in the league one day. He led his team to the playoffs in his first season. He has he checks all those boxes that you want checked. He's a leader. He works hard. He The teammates and everybody in the locker room gravitates towards him. I think he sees the game pretty well. He's incredibly accurate throwing my, the ball. My, my only thing, though, is you can't do those things by yourself so you can throw a ball accurately but do you have a a downfield threat and maybe you'll see what happens with Thornton maybe some of these one of these other guys will pop but you know like you would want to see when does the commitment to saying okay if we believe you can be great let's get someone in here who can show you what greatness looks like and be you know and help you get there help you get there that's because fine. that's fair I just think Mac Jones if he is as good if he is a superstar level guy we're gonna see it with the guys he has right now, he'll Mac will find ways to help the Patriots win games. It won't just be about putting up numbers or hey, he looked good, but then he will find ways to help the Patriots win games, and they'll win because of Mac Jones. And we will see it this year. I'm not convinced, based on what I've seen, based on all the narrative coming out of Foxborough and everything that the players that he plays with are saying. I'm not convinced that the guy can't be a top of the league type quarterback. I know a lot of people have said he can't be. He'll be good, but not great. I'm not convinced the guy's not going to be great. I'm going to wait and see what happens. Well, I think Kyler Murray set Mac Jones's market for negotiating. I think Mac Jones will get $40 million a year when he becomes quarterback. We've talked about this, and you're like, well, if not, if he's good, he won't get that much. But I think Kyler Murray set that market. And this week, obviously, the big talk was about the clause about him studying was put in his contract and released to the public. Here's Kyler Murray uh, talking about his uh, studying habits. I can accomplish everything that I've accomplished in my career um, and not be a student of the game and not um, not not have that passion and not, not take this serious is, is almost, it's disrespectful 
and it's it's almost it's, it's almost a joke. You know, I'm, I'm honestly flattered that y'all think that at my size I can go out there and not prepare for the game and not um, not take it serious. This game's too hard uh, to, to play the position that I play in this league. Um, it's 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 too hard. You know, Mark. There's obviously the conversation has been: is there an element of race, and that's why it's happened? Is there an element of maybe Kyler Murray isn't the most prepared quarterback or deserving of the money that he's getting based on some of his playing habits? I think there is a mesh of the two that are at play because um, when Deshaun Watson got his money, uh, Patrick Mahomes at half a billion, Lamar Jackson's up for his money. You're literally going to talk about probably at the start of next season, four of your five top paid quarterbacks in the league are going to be black. Okay, And I think... Where this information about Kyler Murray came from, I think it was leaked from the team. I've had, like, where would the leak come from? And I believe it came from the team. It's not going to be from an agent because the agent is also the head coach's agent, right? So you're not going to, you know, throw one client under the bus because you've still got the other client. So they're kind of a team. But I think ownership, probably kind of bucking and knowing that, hey, someone's going to ask, we heard, and the clause has been taken out now, that Kyler Murray only got in three hours and 56 minutes of studying this week. Why did they put that in the contract? Why did they put that in there, the Cardinals? I think, I don't know if you've ever watched the, I'm not a big podcast person, but the pivot is really good with Ryan Clark, and they had Jamarcus Russell on there. Okay. And of course, the famous thing I'm talking about with Jamarcus Russell was one time he was given blank DVDs or VHS tapes to watch film, and he said, yeah, he watched the film. But he later revealed that he knew they were blank, but he just told him that he watched well, it. That, wasn't that a Michael Vick thing? Michael Vick, no, that, that happened to Michael Vick. I know that happened to Vick. Yeah, well, I, well, I might have, but Jamarcus Russell, that is attached to him as well. Okay, because there was the narrative around Michael Vick, and he's admitted it. He thought he was so athletic, he didn't need to put in the work studying film and doing that because he just figured he could run away from everybody if everything broke down. He's admitted that. So I think yeah, but that's this is the game now. You cannot get. You can't even get away with an ounce no, of. Oh, that. of course. Oh, right. not now. No, this not was twenty now. years ago when he was right. a unicorn. I'm right. just saying. Wh- why did the Cardinals put that in there? Shame on them. If Kyler Murray is a is a workaholic, why would you put that in there? That's an embarrassment. I, I, and he I think be because they pissed. really didn't want him. But when you look at the landscape of the league. And again, I said, either you have a quarterback or you don't. And you can say, all right, they do have a quarterback in Kyler Murray. They do have one. And if you get rid of them, then who do you get? And how many years does it take for you to find another one? Because if you just look at this last draft and even what's coming down the pike, nothing screams quarterbacks are coming. So it's almost kind of like you have to eat the liver on your plate if you really want to get to the dessert. I agree with that. I just don't know why they put that clause in his contract without any type of reasoning. Well, because it feeds the media. It feeds them, right? Feeds Kyler, them. What does it that feeds mean? them, right? Because every week during a coach or a press conference, or let's say there's a bad game, Kyler, did you get four hours of study in this week? And then you say, okay, well, if you know it's a clause in the contract, and as a person in the media, you can go study to say, is he really getting this done? Now you may go to people, talk to people. Sources claim that Kyler Murray is really, you know, not really getting the four hours in. It's more like three hours. So you you feed that as red herring to the press for them to kind of constantly gobble up on because you're not going to win all the games and all the losses are not going to be close, right? And so in those games where things don't look well or there's a pick here or a misread there, which sometimes you should just credit the defense, hey, you know, did you get all your study hours in this week? I'm just wondering, like, does he not study? Like, was there a reason they put that in there? Well, 
You know, they they didn't put it in there to feed the press or whatever. Well, That's I what think they were thinking. Because they, there was a there was a quote from Kyler Murray that he had mentioned maybe about a year ago, saying that look, you know, he doesn't spend days and days and days in the film room. And this is what Jamarcus Russell was also saying in the in the situation. Now, you might say what you want to say about Jamarcus Russell, but he was an absolute um, phenomenon in college. And what he was saying he had was a that good arm. They, he was a friggin' lazy. He was a pheno- he was a phenomenon in college. But what he was saying, and this I uh, this is true. There are some quarterbacks who need more study time to understand the physicality of the game. They've got to slow it down in the room, and there are other players who have natural gifts that can get them out of holes. It's why we have this conversation about the real value to some people, like Lamar Jackson, that, hey, you know, the anonymous D, uh, the anonymous defensive coordinator made the comment saying that Lamar Jackson could win 12 MVPs, but he'll never win playoff. He'll never win you a Super Bowl. I, I kind of agree to that because, hey, during the course of a season – everybody's got to prepare for different points of where you are. But once you get to the playoffs, everything is locked down and solidified. It's like the NBA playing potentially seven games in a row against the same person. That's like one NFL playoff game. I never got the sense that Kyler Murray wasn't a hard worker. I think, you know, he might be kind of a baby. He might be kind of sensitive to different things, different narratives or whatever. I, I A hard worker, though, I mean... I'm just wondering, did the Cardinals have reason to put that type of language in the contract? If not, then they're idiots for doing that, and I would feel disrespected if I'm Kyler Murray. Absolutely. I think Nick has the quote. Do we have it in sound, or you have the quote, Nick? I found the quote from Pro Football Talk from last year. He said, from last year in 98-7, he said, I think I was blessed with the cognitive skills to just go out there and just see it before it happens. I'm not one of those guys that's going to sit there and kill myself watching film. I don't sit there 24 hours a day and break down this team and that team and watch every game because in my head I see so much. Okay, so I don't blame the Cardinals as much for putting that clause in his contract, if that's well, what he said. Why, because that's what he said to a, a press guy. I mean, that's... I mean, let's, let's, let's not forget, he's well, not, but, he hasn't won a thing. Not a thing. So, got to win something. But, but, but put it this way, has he won more since right before he was there? In the, in the three years before he was there, have they improved... Been the same or worse? Yes, he's been better. He's been he's improving. been better, right? And yep. so that's where they are now. I think it's one of those situations where, hey, yeah, he said it in an interview, but if you know that to not be true, and that's the only reason why you put it in there as evidence, that's like saying, hey, just because a rapper said this in a song doesn't necessarily mean that he did what it's in a song, and now we're going to take you to jail for that. Was there a so- financial incentive? Well, in the contract for him to watch the four hours of film, did he get more money or something? Well, I think it. I think it probably voids some things. I don't know the specifics. Wait, wait, what of the did contract. you make of uh, Mahomes' comments? Uh, in terms of like what uh, some black quarterbacks have had to go through over over yeah, the like years. Why in terms is this of, guy? Why is Murray and, and Jackson and him getting criticized? Because the money they make. I, I think if I don't think people have an issue with a black quarterback, I think they have an issue with a black quarterback making a lot of money like no, that. I, I, like yeah, I think if you're saying like Pat, Patrick Mahomes gets half a billion, Lamar Jackson is probably going to have a deal for half a billion. You know, uh, Deshaun Watson's got 250 million over like I think like seven years, something like that, six years. So what criticizing? Think, what criticism has Mahomes had other than his brother and wife are annoying? Well, I don't think it's. I, Mahomes is kind of like the. How can I best put this? Like, I just don't think he needed to bring race into this. I don't. Well, if that, if but, that, he, but he if can. Murray he, said that. But, I but understand. He, but he can though, and it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to happen directly to him. But if he sees it happening to other brethren in the league that they're going through, and he's the most successful one of it, there is kind of a kind of a kudos to saying, "Hey, look." Just because it isn't happening to you and you're seeing it happening to someone else 
you might be inclined to say, hey, I'm just going to shut up and get my money. But if you're willing to speak on behalf of those who aren't getting what you get, there's an admirable thing in but, that. But so, KJ, like Mahomes, okay, fine. He's, he's sort of a leader. But Murray had the quote that Nick just read. You're right. inve- this is a significant financial investment. I mean, jobs and livelihoods are at stake. Right. You, I, get I don't that. blame them for having a little bit of a res- you know, some reservations about his ability to break down film and do that part of the job. Then, then based don't on that leak quote. it. Then don't, don't leak, leak it. it. Yeah, fine. Right. Don't lose like it. even know. with Zion Williamson with his weight clause in his contract, right? You know that as a franchise, but you also know that these people, op- these quarterbacks, or Zion Williamson. Uh, operate in a kind of a position of control, right? If you don't have Kyler Murray, then who who do you have? Like, who who do you get? Like, who comes to replace at least what you've been able to do so far? Court, you know, that's the whole thing about the NFL. The NFL really only has about 16 quarterbacks, maybe at, at best. So if you know you have one of the 16, the last thing you want to do is wallow in the mire like the Jets or... Uh, just think of some of these things like the Jets come to mind. It, Miami's going through it where you 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 just consistently don't have a quarterback. And if you don't have a quarterback, you really don't have a team that has a chance to go all the way. No, I would have given I would have given Kyler Murray the contract. You need a quarterback, like you said. What else yeah. is out there? He's definitely good enough. I think there is potential there, depending on what he's surrounded with and all of that. I just don't understand. I mean, I, I understand why I think they it's put a this leak. In. Right. Yeah, I, think I don't know why they leaked it. There was no reason for that to ever be public. That, that but, should have been but, under wraps. But, but, but again, that's the red herring, right? It's like you know that it's been kind of a contentious relationship so far, but that person has control because he offers you a chance to win. Okay. Remember, DeAndre Hopkins is out for the first six games of the season. Maybe, hey, maybe the the Cardinals were a little miffed that he was being such a pain about the car. He put out that weird quote. Remember that his yeah. agent put out some weird quote about what his situation was. Maybe, maybe that was like, all right, fine, we'll give you the contract now, but we're putting this in because you said what you said, and I'm think, a little concerned. Think about it. The the head coach and the, your starting quarterback have the same agent. How weird is that? Like, if you're the organization, you feel like you don't have control. You may have more control over the coach, but you do the coach wrong or you do the quarterback wrong and they're intertwined. There may be a package deal and it's never really discussed like that, but that's what was discussed when they came in, right? Because Kyler Murray, he was, wasn't Kyler Murray's offensive coordinator in college at one point? I think that was the case when he was at Oklahoma. So, yeah. like, okay, wait a minute. Like, these guys already have a relationship and us as the ownership, well, we can't lash out at the coach because. He's our coach. He's part of management. So we leak this potentially. That gets out. Now the press can run with it. They can I think run Cliff with it. Kingsbury was at Texas Tech. I want to. I, I don't remember. But yeah, I hear right. you. I, I don't think he I played against that. Murray. He played against Murray. Whatever. He was. Or he did, was did Murray Mahomes. transfer from Tech? I can't remember. But well, Lincoln Riley said that Kyler Murray was like the hardest worker. Yeah, ever. Th- that's what I'm wondering. Like if he's not right. that. I mean, so he said the quote. But you've been in the room with him every day. Is he doing the work? Uh, whatever. Right, but he said 24 hours. Now, if he said, I don't feel like I should be in there for six hours a day, then I'll be like, okay, maybe there's some work ethic questions. But when you're saying 24 hours a day, you're really talking in metaphor. In other words, he's not saying, I'm going to be gone for three days just studying film for one game. They just, you know, they were like, yeah. okay, well, you got to be do this four hours a week, that just, which is super petty, right? That's super, like, 30-something minutes a day? It, it was like, not a super way, petty. That was not how you get off on the right foot after signing a, a, a contract that's going to keep you in business together for a long time. By putting that in, having it get out, because the only way to get frustrated, the only place to turn to when you're frustrated is the Cardinals. I mean, it's right. their fault, so that's so, not a good now, start. But now the Cardinals have control again. Right, because now if Kyler Murray doesn't want to be there, 
<laughs> you're not getting out, right? Because now he knows there's a distrust that he has with his organization. Yeah. I think this is worse than anything that's happened between the two of them. Yeah. And now if he's unhappy and he wants to go, they'll be like, well, we, we're paying you all this money and we took the clause out. So now his unhappiness can't even factor into his next move. So well-played Cardinals in a way. Like you put it out there, retrieve it back, but the damage is already done. No one's going to forget it. This is not like, you know, like strike that from the evidence. It can't be admissible in court. No, people are going to still say, hmm, after that loss, I wonder if Kyler Murray got any studying. This was a Celtics thing. We'd be all saying, well, nobody will ever come to the Celtics. See, this is why no free agents come here because of the way they treat their players and they do this. Anyway, KJ and Dundero, we wrap up here next here on WEEI. Thank you so much for starting your Sunday with us. You're listening to KJ and Don Darrow on Boston Sports Original, WEEI. Dun, dun. KJ and Don Darrow, WEEI. Thank you so much for starting your Sunday with us. Mark, that threw you off a bit there, huh? Throwing, threw in some Metallica there, right? Appreciate that. Shortest, you know what? And justice for all. I used to listen to religiously. I have that on tape. I actually have that on vinyl where you have to play it at 45. So it's like, I think it's like six records total, but you have to play it at 45 speed yeah. to get the mastering. So I went yeah. to the Elton John concert this week, by the way. Awesome. What a transition right there, right? Yeah. I'm awesome. Talking awesome. awesome take. Okay. Hold me close, Tony Danza. Right. You should have seen. Yeah. I posted I, that videos on Twitter. All right. Um, you know, it's interesting. We, we talked about the Red Sox. But something interesting is happening with the Yankees right now that, you know, it, it really, I don't think is really getting the press it kind of deserves. Yeah. And I'm just going to say, I care about it. Okay. I care about the home run race that is unfolding with Aaron Judge. He has 42 home runs before August. I don't care about Barry Bonds. I care about Roger Maris. If he breaks 62, I think that's a thing. He's not a steroid guy. I think that that should be the record, and I think people should care more about it like I am nah, because it's he, a fun he, race for me. He, I'm enjoying this. Even it's though it's Aaron Judge and it's a Yankee, I'm enjoying it. I want to see it. Nah, you've got to at least beat 66. you got to beat Sosa's number. Well, 62. It- Sosa. Sosa was, was juiced and corked. Uh, I want to see him beat Maris, and we'll go from there. 73 or 74, whatever you need, is going to be tough. 62, I think he's going to get. KJ and Dondero, at KJ Carson, at Mark Dondero on Twitter, and of course, at WEEI. Brian Barrett's next. Have a great Sunday, and thank you for checking out KJ and Dondero on WEEI. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.